Welcome to Intel's Conversations in the Cloud. I'm your host, Jake Smith. Join me as I speak with guests from across the world about the latest advancements in cloud and edge computing, data center technology, network infrastructure, security, artificial intelligence, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. I am joined today by Ankit Narayan Singh, co-founder and CTO of Parallel Dots. Welcome, Ankit. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Jake. You know, Ankit, I love your story, and so I want our listeners to hear it. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us a little bit about Parallel Dots? Sure, Jake. So yeah, I'm Ankit. I'm one of the co-founder and CTO of Parallel Dots. You know, I started this company in 2017, so about five years ago with two of my other founders. And prior to starting Parallel Dots, I actually started another company. So in Parallel Dots, we are in computer vision and image recognition space. Before starting Parallel Dots, I started a company which was in text processing and NLP space. Uh, and we are trying to serve the online publishing industry, the news and media world, and trying to solve some of their uh, textual problems. That didn't work out that well. And, you know, we decided to start Parallel Dots after failing sort of with that startup. Before my entrepreneurial journey, you know, which is almost a decade ago now, I was enjoying my life in Australia, where I was working for a mining company, Rio Tinto. So I was pretty much away from the tech world and, you know, I had absolutely no idea what was happening in the technology industry. But then, you know, a couple of years with that company and a couple of years in that beautiful country, I decided to quit, take a break. And that's when I actually started to learn programming. I really wanted to shift my career and go into the tech world. And that was a time when mobile and sort of all the Instagrams of the world were also, you know, hitting the headlines. So it was a bit of an inspiration from that. And then I decided to get into the tech world. I actually taught myself programming and then I met my co-founders and one of my co-founders had a very strong background in technology, specifically in, you know, programming and machine learning, you know, building machine learning logics. So that helped me to get a start. And that's how, you know, I started my first company. So that's about my background coming to Parallel Dots. You know, it's been a really exciting five years of journey, building and scaling, you know, AI solutions at Parallel Dots. You know, today what we do is we help consumer good companies and retailers improve their in-store execution in brick and mortar grocery stores. Traditionally, what retailers have really struggled to do is to identify and replenish the out-of-stock SKUs on their shelves quickly and efficiently. So what that leads to is as a shopper, you know, sometimes you don't find your favorite brands on the shelf when you go on a grocery shopping trip. You do feel frustrated and that's a loss of sales opportunities for both the retailers as well as the CPG brands. And we work with both of them. And it also leads to a lot of brand erosion if you think about a typical CPG brand because they want to be in front of the shoppers every time they are visiting a store. And, you know, most of these companies so far have been solving this problem through sort of more manual, archaic methods. So basically, they'll have their staff check the shelves. They used to have a pen and paper. They will see which product is on their shelf, which is not. They'll create a list. They'll go back to the back room. They'll bring the product, replenish it. It sort of got taken over by digitization. So the pen and paper was replaced by apps. 
but still the process was very manual because you have to physically check each and every product and a typical grocery store will sell around 8,000, 9,000 products across different categories. So it is a very overwhelming task and that's why they have never really been able to solve it. And whenever there's an outstock, both retailers and the CPG manufacturers lose that sales opportunity. Specifically in the COVID times, you know, we have all seen those images where, you know, there were no sort of toilet rolls available in the store. So that's how grave the problem becomes if it's not tackled. And what we do at Parallel Dots is we provide a computer vision solution to help CPG manufacturers and retailers ensure that they could efficiently scan the shelves and replenish it with the correct SKUs as soon as possible so that the shoppers can see the right products at the right place. And the way we do it is we have a mobile app through which they can just capture an image of the store shelves and we actually recognize each and every product. You know, we analyze some really great iconic brands like Coca-Cola or Nestle's of the world to some very niche brands and we help them understand which products are missing from the shelf so they don't have to spend all that time in manually counting and figuring out, you know, what to replenish, what not to replenish. And we have to do that pretty much in real time so that, you know, we save the time of their people and we help them recover a lot of these lost sales opportunities. So yeah, that's what we do at Parallel Dots. We work with a lot of Fortune 500 brands like Unilever, Reckitt, Mondelez. So I'm very much excited to continue to build this company. Well, you know, it's amazing because you took a competency, a passion, and you and your partner found a way to deliver value to Fortune 500 companies around the world. I mean, ShelfWatch is an amazing platform in AI. So let's end in, in, frankly, in computer vision and visual computing. So let's talk a little bit about your relationship with Intel. How did it start and how's it going? Yes, absolutely, Jake. So when we started off with Intel, obviously, we were very excited to collaborate with a brand like Intel. But, you know, what really surprised us was how collaborative the approach was from the side of Intel. So, you know, it started off with identifying the opportunities where we could leverage the Intel AI Builder program, which would add value to our solution. And, you know, we got good support from the Intel AI Builder program team. We got the continuous effort support with them. And using that, we were able to optimize some of our deep learning models, you know, especially using the Open you know, Toolkit. And, you know, one of the concerns I obviously as a CTO always have is you know, cloud build. Uh, and, you know, especially as an AI company, they could go crazy sometimes because you have to not only train your models on the expensive GPUs, you also have to then deploy them for inferences and I think the biggest value we got is we were able to optimize some of our models so that they could be run on CPUs, on Intel Xeon processors. Again, we also actually found that our inference throughput was increased almost around four times, you know, depending upon the number of streams. So that was really like a, you know, added bonus because my intention was just to have our models in production running on Intel workloads instead of these GPUs. And to have the throughput being increased was another sort of a big advantage. So that was a big success for us. We were very excited. Everything is now in production. So we are already running our production workloads on Intel platform. And there are a few more models that we are still trying to see if we can optimize that and run it using the open you know, toolkit. And in the future also now we've got a really good path because this opens up the opportunity of deploying our models on edge on-premise, on-customers environment. So we really stoked with the potential that this also offers. The whole Intel team was very helpful. So our team has also learned a lot. 
in doing these optimizations themselves now. Well, Ankit, we're honored to work with you. And for our listeners, that's the Intel Xeon Gold 6336Y CPU that they've optimized and they've improved performance three to four X based upon the number of streams, which is just amazing. And hats off to your team. You clearly have a good team. So it's an honor to work with you. Thanks, Jake. Can we talk about the digitization of brick and mortar stores? You guys are at the forefront here and working with these Fortune 500 brands. Can you talk a little bit about that, please? Sure, Jake. Sure. So if you've been, you know, sort of following up on what is happening, you know, all the disruption that is happening in the retail industry, especially in the grocery, uh, you know, Amazon made a big headline when they came up with the concept store, Amazon Go stores. And, you know, a large part of that success was attributed to these computer vision models because the typical brick and mortar stores, you really don't know which products are kept where. It's a very chaotic, busy environment because the products are selling fast. So, you know, you have to keep up the pace at which a typical grocery store is operated. So digitizing is quite imperative. And, you know, most stores have digitized to a point that, you know, you have the POS data, you know, you have the billing systems, which is digitized. You have the supply chain systems, which is, again, digitized. But you still don't know how the products are moving within the store and what shoppers are looking on the shelf. And that's where, you know, the power of computer vision comes. It can finally give uh, retailers and CPG brands, you know, access to that data that this product is now kept here. A shopper has picked up. So, you know, you can send an alert to your staff, a very pinpointed alert that, you know, go to XYZ aisle and, you know, this day number and replenish this particular product. You know, so things like these were not really possible, I would say, even five years ago. So with the help of computer vision technology, you know, retailers can benefit from this wave of digitization, which is beyond just collecting data of what you're selling and what you're buying. But this is more like how your shoppers are feeling inside the store. Are they finding the right products? Which products are they? Which aisles are they spending more time? You know, which products they are liking more, spending more time on which particular category. So all this is becoming possible. And obviously, the one extreme of this is self-checkout, you know, which the likes of Amazon Go have achieved. But, you know, even without going to that level, retailers today can still optimize their store operations. They can reduce the queue size. They can do better fulfillment of online orders. They can do faster replenishment of out-of-stock. So there are a lot of possibilities that, you know, store digitization to the retailers. And then we are really happy to be at the forefront of that and empower our customers to continue to, you know, benefit from this digitization wave that we are seeing in the retail industry. Orthogonal to that is the fact that you guys are really helping retailers position themselves for a post-COVID world. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely, Jake. And thanks for bringing that point because... You're right. And I can give some real world examples. So we were working with a very big, you know, health and hygiene brand. So they would sell anything from soap, sanitizers, hand wash. So you can imagine the demand that their products had during the COVID times. So apart from the supply chain disruptions, the biggest challenge they were feeling is there were a lot of me too brands that would pop up. You know, everyone was started to manufacture hand sanitizers and, you know, hand wash. So there's a concept called share of shelf in the retail industry. So every brand wants to occupy more space on the shelf. And, you know, a retail industry is typically a real estate game. So if you have more space, the shoppers will see more of your products. There's a higher tendency that they'll pick your products. 
What happened during COVID is a lot of the brands who were dominant in their categories started losing out their dominant position. Obviously, the retailers also, you know, started feeling a lot of heat by missing products or products not being kept in the right place, too much demand for certain categories. Solution like ours started becoming an imperative, a must-have sort of for these companies and retailers because they really had no way to know what is happening in the store. The EPOS data, the sellout data can tell you only one part of the story, but you really don't know, you know, whether your products are really kept on the correct place in the correct category, you know, are you getting a fair share on the competitor eating into your space? So this particular brand with whom we collaborated just before COVID, they actually benefited from our data. They could actually see those images on our dashboard portal. They could see in some of these regions where they were losing the market share. They could, you know, see which competitor of there was eating into that space. And basically what that allowed them is they could have much more data-driven discussions with their retail partners. They could show them that, you know, this is the reality that they're seeing in the stores. We are improving our supply chain, but what we do need is we need a better position in your stores. And ultimately, you know, our data really makes it a win-win for both retailer and the CPG brands. You know, if the products are in the correct location, if a shopper buys it, both of them benefits. And for that, it's very important to have that sort of eyes in the store, as we call it. So it's very important to really know what's in the store and to really see where are the problem items. So you can action it before it sort of becomes what we saw during COVID, you know, with a lot of empty shelves and not having enough things for customers to buy. And then there's a whole online and e-commerce piece as well, which our solution is helping. So if a retailer exactly know how many pieces of a particular product they have on the shelf and how many of them they are in the back room, if there's an online order, they could do much faster fulfillment of that order. You know, they would exactly know, do they need to go to the back room? Do they need to go to that aisle to pick up that product? So the staff is not figuring out where and how to replenish that. So those are things that, you know, in a post-COVID world, our solution is bringing those advantages. And, and you know, our customers are also realizing the importance of digitization. Well, and Kit, a couple of things our listeners need to know. How do they find out more information? Sure, sure, Jake. So... I think the best way is to visit our website, www.parallel.com. We have a lot of case studies, white papers, and other resources and blogs about our solution and how it is helping different companies. And apart from that, you can also follow us on LinkedIn. So just type Parallel Dots on LinkedIn. You will find our LinkedIn page. You will get a lot of interesting insights and updates about our company and about our solution. And finally, Ankit, at least for today, because I'm definitely going to have you back. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I love having co-founders, as many of you know, and you've been a fantastic guest. But this is my favorite question. What does the future of retail hold? And what is the future of Parallel Dots? Sure, Jake. So definitely, I think that's, I could say, a very good question as well, because we're really stoked with the possibilities that... AI has, especially in the retail sector. And again, our vision and our future is very much related to those possibilities now being unlocked. So in retail, you know, essentially our goal is to digitize almost 80% of the product that is being sold in the market. So we really aim to build like a supermodel that you show it an image and it can identify that that is a Diet Coke can, that is a Kellogg's cereal breakfast box. So with that, we feel that, you know, we could really create a lot of 
use cases or the one use case that we are solving, which is, you know, identifying missing product on the shelf, we feel would be a module to what would be a proper retail OS platform. You know, there are possibilities where consumer can just take an image of a product and they could understand everything about the product instead of trying to find out all the information of that product. They could compare the price across different retailers. A lot of these possibilities open up. But what we are really you know, excited about is how solutions like ours, especially AI in retail, can help these really small stores in many of the developing worlds, you know, which are again being sort of disrupted by the online and the big retail chains. And we are quite excited to help some of these stores by providing them, you know, like a POS solution, which is purely mobile based. So they don't need to buy those expensive POS solutions. They can just have an app through which, you know, they can do a quick billing and they can also digitize their inventory. And, you know, these stores still serve almost 50% of the world's population. They buy from these stores. So it's very important and AI opens up the possibility that these stores can effectively manage, you know, their inventory. They can effectively manage their own operations and they don't need to invest now in those, you know, expensive POS hardwares. They don't need to have more people operating their stores so they can tools, digital payments, they can, you know, use our solution as a POS app. And eventually, you know, obviously the bigger stores will have more automated systems, but even the smaller stores, you know, they would use some of the capabilities that is enabled by our solution in order to compete better with bigger stores. And what we also feel is that, you know, in the entire sort of retail ecosystem, these smaller stores would serve as you know, sort of a fulfillment centers, you know, or even an online order. So if they exactly know what they have in the inventory, they can obviously improve the sales. They can also run their store much more efficiently. And they've actually launched an app for the very small stores in the developing markets. This starting off in India will eventually go to other markets in Asia Pacific. And what we see is basically this is also, you know, our solution and AI in general is going to help them digitize their store, understand their inventory condition, you know, do better ordering, all those which was really available to the really big retail stores. And that itself, you know, could lead to a lot of other possibilities, especially, you know, making them more competitive. So there are definitely a lot of opportunities. And I think in a very near future, you know, whenever we go on a grocery shopping or even when we are shopping online, there's a very high chance that there'll be an AI that will be sort of either helping in fulfilling that order or, you know, helping you in choosing the right product or helping you in doing a faster checkout. So it's going to be a very, very interesting future in the retail industry. And as Parallel Dots, we really want to be part of that future. So various modules that we will build on top of our super model that we aim to build, which can identify any product anywhere in the world. Outstanding. On behalf of Enkit Narayan Singh, co-founder and CTO of Parallel Dots, my name is Jake Smith. We thank you for listening. Wherever you are in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night. 